Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. While our HBCUs are mostly known for an academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Yes, he does! And that might be the knockout punch! All right, greetings and salutations. Hopefully everything's going well with you. This is another episode of Fangs Up. And uh, man, I got the Rattlers in the background because obviously the Cowboys and the Bucks lost today. So I want to talk about it, <laughs> especially them Cowboys. But that being stated, um, I do want to talk about family athletics. And while we did not come away with any wins, we came away with some inspiration and calling this episode The Calm. Like, because it's, it's really my last episode before the national signing day now we're gonna come back day after look at who we signed who we didn't sign and uh, if you if you aren't paying attention on social media check out our recruiting coordinator like coach two bless he's already put up the smoke signals letting you know um tonight at nine o'clock supposed to be some news so i don't know if you like me but hey coach got this little like batman signal goes up Rattler football player looking up, and just a, it's a snake signal. Just letting y'all know. So today, 9 o'clock, check your social media feeds. I'm going to try to be off before the end, I promise. Uh, but before we go into that, we're going to talk about the basketball programs, one of which I have playing in the background. Um, and we're also going to talk about football. Un poquito. And then inside the den, we're going to talk about what's, what becomes of the transfer portal. Like, this is kind of the calm before the crazy, in my opinion. So, but before we do all that, always big shout out to HBCU Digital Network, as well as CableBustersTV.com. Man, for $35, it's a great deal. I'm just saying, if you're looking like me, they, they almost got me on a new cell phone plan yesterday because I was like, ooh, I can cut some money. But for $35 per month on up to three devices, you can get excellent quality television, and it actually works also on your cell phones. Call 813 813- 360-1902. Who are you going to call? Cable Busters. Hit them up, man. I mean, good people there. But I'm going to start off with talking women's basketball. Family women's played Cal yesterday, University of California at Berkeley. But for those that are inclined, sports language, we just call it Cal. But they are part of that UC system. And we went up there and got molly whopped. I mean, you never really got the shooting where it needed to be. and you start off slow. I mean, they pretty much doubled up the score on us kind of early. And it's hard to come back from that because when you're playing from behind, you're constantly trying to figure out, like, all right, how can we slow them down but also catch up ourselves? And that's something that we just weren't able to do. Get it from a little softball uniform. Uh, but we just couldn't really get it going. And for me as a fan, I mean, it's cool. I understand when we're playing those kind of games, that kind of stuff's going to happen especially when you're playing against higher quality teams, but you still want to be competitive and a 30 point loss is not competition. But at the same point, Cal's they're not terrible. I mean, I'm not going to say they're world beaters, but they, they, they're, they're slightly better than us. And we saw that, but we did see Dylan Horton. I'm telling y'all that's, that's this year's MJ. I, I, 
Last year, my favorite basketball player was MJ. All right, I'm just gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Keep Keith was up there too. Keith Little's up there. Uh, Morang, but MJ was a scoring monster, and we're seeing that from Dylan Horton. Dylan Horton, she brought 22 points to the game, and you're seeing that if she can continue this in the swag play, you're not gonna have teams like Cal on in the in your swag schedule. No other team besides Jackson State. And I mean, that's sad. that's sad to say, and it's a level of honesty you may not want to have, but more than likely, you're really competing for second place. I mean, you got to find a way to knock off Jackson, but that being stated, she's doing what Prime didn't. She's staying, and she's had success there. She's building a program, and if, if you really look at it, it's a, it's it's a good idea. Like, women's basketball doesn't overly get large attendance numbers even at the schools that are overly successful, why not build that at an HBCU? And why not at a Jackson? I, I think fam, you could do something similar. If we could get to where we were winning games, it to me, it's a quick flip. It's a quicker flip in women's basketball than it is in men's basketball, just because I think the sport's a little more level as far as talent. It is a little slower paced. I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit that I was fighting men's basketball last night and it was, couple times i was at the university of tampa i was like yo whoa these 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 dudes are a lot faster i even told the uh young lady at the scores table next to me i was like yo they're a lot faster she's like yeah they are i'm like okay like i had to like i had to catch up and i i think though women's basketball is just more level and i think that's just something that you're you can kind of take some of that model and i, I hate that we constantly use jackson as the archetype but they got a thing like they do a great athletic director and he's doing good things. And I, I got, I got faith in Tiffany Don Sykes. Don't, don't like, don't get it twisted. I, I like our athletic director. I'm confident in her, but I think we can steal some of the things that they've done in those sports and utilize them at FAMU because we have a better gym. I mean, Lawson center is awesome. It's an amazing facility. It's about my daughter's 12. So probably about 12 to 15 years old. If that, and it's it's been well taken care of. It's not something we just didn't we just got new and did nothing to it. It's a nice facility, and seats about ten thousand. I think if you got a winning program there, we we have seen FAMU students will show up. Now the other part is getting the alumni to show up, and I, I'm guilty. I, I have not been to a FAMU basketball game yet. Uh, I will be though. I'm, I'm going to the uh, BCU game actually. So the BCU game, and unfortunately we had to kind of change our plans, but. That's on December, wow, January the 2nd. So I'll be there for that one. I'll be on the floor, actually. So I'm kind of working the table there at that one. But I'll be there. That's going to be my first one for the season. I'm looking forward to it. Like So show up, y'all. Show up, show up, show up. We, we want to see it. Make it hard for me to hear. Make it hard for me to work. Uh, but we'll be there. And those are the kind of games and the atmospheres you want to bring recruits to. That should be a game where – our recruits are coming to the, the, that kind of game. Now, schedule-wise, the SWAT didn't do us a favor. Whoever created that schedule, that's not what you do. You do not put that game at that point in the season just because that's that's a rivalry, and you want the students there, and that's a game where you get good attendance numbers. So just going to be kind of putting that out there because that game is going to be right after this Jack Gay, we play against Jacksonville University. We're going to Jacksonville, but we got a break. So 
the ladies get a winter break that the guys kind of don't really get. Um, and, and hopefully that time is used to rest up, recover, and prepare for the next semester. I mean, let, let's just be honest. Basketball, it can be a tough sport. And while it's not football as far as football physical, it's still physical. And that's a time where you're going, you're about to start conference play. Maybe you can get healthy. And using that health and the experience of playing teams like California can allow you to do better during the season. I mean, let, let's just let's just keep it a book. We don't really care about the non-conference schedule in the HBCU landscape. Because honestly, we're not winning in the NCAA tournaments. I mean, it's it's kind of like the the adage or the argument of FAMU and the playoffs. Well, we're not playing for the playoffs. We're playing for the Celebration Bowl. Truthfully, most HBCUs aren't playing for the NCAA tournament. They're playing to win their conference. That's it. I, I mean, it kind of sucks to be real about it, but, like, let's not lie in front of the masses and in front of anybody. HBCUs don't compete for championships at the Division One level. We compete to win our conference. And then once you win a conference, everything else is extra. And well, should it shouldn't be so. It should be that you are competing for more than that. But most times, even in the coaches' conversations, they're going to tell you, well, we want to win the conference first, and then we'll handle everything else from there. Whereas you to go to other schools, they're like, we want to we want to win championships. They, they may say they want to win the conference, but they're not going to hide from the fact that they want to compete. They want to go to the NCAA tournament. Obviously, if you win your conference, you go to the NCAA tournament, but you can tell. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Now, the men's basketball, y'all keep seeing me kind of do that. That's because I got the replay going. It, and if you did not see it, this is one of those times I'm going to tell you as a FAMU fan, watch the game. You're going to get annoyed. You're going to get frustrated, especially at times in the first couple of minutes of the game. But it gives you something to look at. Like, you actually get a glimmer of hope. Like. Granted, Louisville's not a good team. I mean, I was at the University of Tampa game, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I wore FAMU stuff. I wore my FAMU shirt. I, I had another shirt I was gonna wear. My daughter's like, Daddy, you're gonna wear that? And I was like, you know what? I don't like you right now. I'm gonna wear my FAMU shirt. She's like, I like that better um, in her own way. And, you know, I was there, you know, hardly home, but I always repping. Folks, oh, we love the shirt. You know, you know, say, hey, you know, you, you always see some FAMU Leah, you know, out, out and about. But it was they were like one of the uh refs was like, Yo, man, y'all put up y'all, y'all, y'all took Louisville to the wire. He's like, he's like, Yeah, man. He's like, they're not very good this year, but I was like, Yeah, they got a brother for a coach, but we'll see. I was like, if you don't win, they ain't gonna keep him. And it's true, like in this game, there are a lot of turnovers, and normally the turnovers don't go the way of the rattlers, but man, fam, you got a lot of turnovers. I mean, at one point we have a uh, about 14 turnovers. We need to know more than that. I mean, like getting them, not turning it over ourselves. And what really carried Louisville over was their size. Like we don't have the size they have in the middle and rebounding it in the boards is where we got dominated. And to me, I, I kind of was at the U University of Tampa game and I'm looking like they got two seven footers. I mean, I don't know if they can play, but I'm just saying like, it'd be nice to kind of, you know, see what some of them schools are doing to get a seven footer. Cause I mean, it's, you know, you don't grow seven footers on trees, but at the same point when division two programs have seven footers and we're stopping at like six, eight, 
got questions. And, and that's just, and that's not even me being biased. That's an honest question. Like, how are Division II programs having seven footers and we don't? Just say it. Now, granted, I told y'all before, and you may have saw tongue in cheek. I watched that little Last Chance You thing on uh, Netflix. Oh, another great block. I'm not going to lie. Watch this game. FAMU's got two blocks. One of them makes the top 10 for ESPN. It's worth your watch. That one, it's at about six minutes and 40 seconds into the second half. That's the one that made sports, that made ESPN's top 10. And yeah, that was, that was, it was a nice block. Like, if I wasn't podcast right now, I would have hit the stupid. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, that, I, I had to fight every ounce of me to fight the stupid. Like, but because I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm practicing. I ain't never met a professional professional doctor, so I'm a practicing podcaster. Um, I would try to re- maintain a level of professionalism. But man, damn, you had some shots like just now. Three point, like fam, you stayed in this game, and even though again, Louisville is a two win team, they're not very good as far as ACC level. They're 15th place. Uh, is it 15th? They're down, they're near the bottom. Uh, I don't know, ACC, I don't think they're 15 teams, but they're near the bottom. Um, that's what I saw, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they they're, they're down to a Florida State, and granted, Florida State's not all sucking because of pure happenstance some of that is because they have a legit reason but you went toe-to-toe against an acc caliber team and you really held your own i mean you gotta if you have a little more size you might have made this a better game and i've been very critical of this press defense all season long for both the men's and the women's team this is the first time i wasn't critical like even the commentators are like Louisville's having some problems with that FAMU press. And it's like, yeah, they are. Like, I don't love it, but okay. I, I see what you're doing, coach. You know about ball, ball more ball, more ball than I do. So I'm 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 one of those people. I'm not gonna sit up here and start overly being critical for sports that I'm like, ah, I know I'm a novice. Now, football, I, I can I can I can argue with you. Now you get you get on the chalkboard, you're gonna blow me away. I'm like, sorry. Coach Simmons has forgotten more about football than I know. Cool. Um, but at the same point, like, I, I'm more confident in football. I'm comfortable in football. Basketball, I'm, I'm just watching. I'm just spectating. Like, but, I mean, common sense, common sense. But it's a fun watch, y'all. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like, it's, it's a 10-point game for most of the game. And family loses 61 to 55. But, man, it's a different kind of energy in this game. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, it's not going to sound like the nice thing to say. We had a little what for in this game. Like I, We played hard. Not saying FAMU doesn't normally play hard, but I didn't see this against Albany State. We didn't look this good. We, lo- we looked like trash in that game. Like just being res- – this game, we look decent. If you give me this ball, this brand of ball in the swag, you're going to make some noise. We had some threes. We had some long shots. Like – I'm telling you, it's another. I just had another moment where I had to fight the stupid. Like, I know we lost. I know we lost the game, but I'm still over here fighting the. Let's go. Let's. Like, I am one of them. I'm one of them. I'm a diehard rattler. But, like, yeah, we look competent. 
I the shots are hit, the shots are falling, the ball is moving. Again, it's just and it may have just been a night, but if you give me this kind of energy in the swag, you're gonna have some, you're gonna have a good season. I I, I just I just think in the Southwest Athletic Conference, you get a different kind of ball. In the MIAC, we we playing against teams that play ball. In the SWAC, we play against teams who play ball. And I think honestly, the SWAC may have a better better brand of ball. I, you know, I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let Herb kind of take that one. You know, Herb Seward, basketball podcast. I'm gonna let him take that one in basketball space. But man, the, the teams in the SWAC basketball is it's a little more exciting to me, and I think it's a little more conducive to tournament play. We've seen what Texas Southern has become. Again, I pointed out if you can get a stick in a HBCU conference. Basketball-wise, you can run it. We've seen Texas Southern's been running the, the swag for years. They really have. I mean, go back and check. Coach comes, coach leaves. They got Shaq's kid down there. Like, they have a program. If they could get to a point where they are consistently beating those uh, mid-major programs, almost a group of five, mid-major programs, along with the other teams in the SWAC, I think that that's that's a program to look at. And then with that, you got to have that attendance look right. And and again, you got to continue to build that. But I'm going to encourage you, if you haven't watched it, it's on ESPN, watch ESPN, almost ESPN3. It's it's not a bad watch. You're not going to be completely frustrated even if yeah, we're going to lose. We're going to lose we lose the Louisville. But we look good. Like I, I, as y'all, I hate Pyrrhic victories, but when you see the teams playing with energy, they're playing with bounce. They, I mean, they're attacking the basket. Some of the threes are hitting. Like we just look different, and the and the arena's not packed. Like miss me with that. Oh well, they're playing in front of a packed house. They're not. That place might be half full. Again, Louisville's not good this year. Y'all know how people are, and ain't just black people. People. If you're losing, we're not coming. I mean, that's just real. And, I mean, the arena might be half-filled. Might be. And that's a week might be. I'm being nice. I think that arena is like 15, 16,000, something like that. If they they did, they, you're doing good by saying they got eight. Just I'm just going to, I'm not going to lie to you today. So, go back, check that out. FAMU's next game is against one of my favorite schools. And if you know me well, you know I got three real favorite programs. There's one, one, and nobody's touching, and that is Florida Agricultural Mechanical University. My other, the Florida State University, and my third favorite team, University of Kentucky. I don't ask me why. Don't like it's, it's, it. Really doesn't make it, it. Won't make sense. It really won't. But that's my third favorite team. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care about UK basketball. I am a UK football person. I, I like UK basketball when the tournament starts, but I'm not going to sit up here and talk to you about Adolph Rupp because I realized who he was and what he was. But I will tell you, when tournament time comes, oh, man, I go big blue. But football season, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I've gone to Kentucky football games. I, I'm just one of them. I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, but these are this is, this is a game I kind of wanted to go to, but then I was like, ooh, it's going to be cold up there. Now, nah, if it snows, I might be stuck. I'm good. So I decided home, even though I did get an offer to go. I did. 
Uh, but I stayed home because it was it was cold, <laughs> and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get. Didn't want to get stuck in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> respectfully, now you know nothing against the state. I just I mean relatives up there, so I was gonna be by myself. I was like, nah, I'll do that during the summer. Um, but that game is on uh, December twenty first, so day after my daughter's birthday. Um, and it is obviously in Lexington, Kentucky, Rupp Arena. 7 o'clock on the SEC Network. So this is a nationally televised game. It doesn't stay show, so on the FAMU website. Go to the University of Kentucky's website, and you will see it says SEC Network. I believe it's on the regular SEC Network. If not, it's going to be SEC Network Plus, which honestly is just telling you it's going to be on the ESPN app. So go check it out. Uh, that's just where we're at with it. Uh Football, and I'm not gonna lie, y'all, y'all, the, the news might break before I finish. Uh, but recruiting wise, Bammy's still out there. I'm just gonna talk about three. I you know, not gonna go crazy on the recruiting thing because we got a few kids out there. Julius Pierce, 6'4, 300 pound offensive lineman. He's in a transfer portal offered by FAMU. Again, where is the beef? You ain't gotta ask that question. FAMU's offensive line is gonna be it, and I've said it last year. I said it this year, and both South Carolina State and North Carolina Central proved it. Running the ball is what's going to win you the swack. Again, you got to be physical, and we've seen where that cute-ish don't work. Being cute, it, it looks good. It looks nice when you're slinging the ball all over the field, but the run game travels. Coach Simmons has said that anybody – and you're, you're seeing Jackson State was defeated because they played a team with a competent quarterback and a competent run game. And just keep it simple. And I ain't a lot of y'all want to sleep on that. But like Jackson State's band went up there and them drum bammers put me to sleep. I'm sorry. Like they was over there just bamming and I was like, man, this is boring. I want to sleep. I was doing, I, I was about to get on the road, I'm doing classwork. And I'm like, man, this, this is for the birds. I'm going to sleep. And I did not wake up until the fourth quarter. And I was like, oh, just in time. So I caught that whole last, like, five minutes of overtime of the game and then went back and kind of caught the recaps like, oh, crap. All right. So, um, but we've seen that's how the game is won. Also, Ajay Harrell. He's from Mainland High School. That's in Daytona, six-one wide receiver. And this is where the Florida Classic remains important. Mainland is a powerhouse in the state, and it's in Daytona. They play at the same stadium as Cookman. But if you can get a receiver that 6'1 is not – he ain't short. It ain't, it ain't amazingly tall, but it's a good height for a receiver that can be a playmaker and take him out of Daytona, that's huge. That's why the Classic is relevant because – as long as Cookman is kind of down, you're going to have a recruiting advantage. And as long as you have the facilities that you have, you have a recruiting advantage. Even though they're not, they're not world-class, it's time to replace that field house. Soapbox is over there. I'm not going to get on it today. But you have better facilities than Cookman. They play at a high school stadium. They don't play at, they don't have what you have. They don't. I, I could lie. They don't. We talk about the stability FAMU needs. They don't have that. So you have an advantage in a lot of places that Cookman doesn't that 
honestly, they don't have a football coach right now. Like, you have a lot of recruiting advantages going into this early signing day that, I mean, I'm just saying, that's a kid. If you can get his name on the line, you you do it. You try to get as many of these, these guys on there with the understanding that the transfer portal is still hot. You may get one or two extras, but you got to do what you got to do. Now, we do have a commitment, and we're supposed to have two more in four minutes. But Kelvin Dean Jr., he attended Richard Rickards High School. I'm going to say Richards. Uh, and he's an FAU transfer. So Tallahassee kid coming back home. And it's not a complete shock. Again, Willie Tiger got fired. And if you're one of those people that's over still, I had to clean that up. If you're still crying that Florida State fired Willie Taggart, man, go sit down somewhere. That that brother is on job number three. And Mike Norvell had a good season. Just say it. All right, just go drink a hot Coke. Like, I'm just saying. Like, for y'all that don't like hot soda, I don't care. I drink I, a Coke. This Coca-Cola is my favorite soda. And that one's empty. Y'all know it, it didn't, it, it didn't make it. But you can drink a hot soda, a hot Coke on a hot summer's day. If you want to still cry about Willie Taggart getting fired by Florida State. That Norvell's already proved that hey, that was a good decision. They didn't give Norvell the same advantages that they gave Taggart. I will not disagree with you on that, but the results are the results. Just saying. So this guy's probably some of that collateral damage. FAU has hires a new coach. They're going to probably have some of those transfers. And especially if you're on your second transfer transfer, you gotta you gotta free out. Cause if your coach leaves, you can go too. So don't be surprised. There's another player, Jalen Joyner. He's a defensive lineman from Orlando Jones. He's in the portal. Wouldn't be surprised you offer him. North Florida kid. Granted, he, he went to Jones, but he's from Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not a long ride. Neither is Orlando. But you already have students from Reigns. I believe Jalen went to Rebolf, if I remember correctly. It's been a few years. One of my former students. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But um, I think family's appealing. You have a He's, he's a, one of the uh, good brothers from Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated. Famu's Tallahassee chapter is amazing. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not even interested in that organization like that. But they have some really great people. Uh, they're the Omega Lamp Lighters. There are great Royal King. Shout out! That's one of my former coworkers, and that brother, he does some amazing things. That that chapter in Tallahassee is very strong. And if I'm Willie Simmons, I use that. If I'm Coach, you know, Rispers, I use that. Hey, bro, the the Omega chapter in Tallahassee is award winning. They're doing all these great things. You can come up here and, you know, be with the chapter and a strong chapter that's doing some great things, doing some good things in the community. They're winning awards. You can align yourself with them. Again, you got to use every advantage that you have in recruiting. And sometimes it's that knowledge. It's knowing that and it's understanding that. And it's, hey, if you've never heard it, hey, here you go, coach. I'm telling you, kids in Omega or the man's in Omega. Family's chapter is strong. The Tallahassee chapter has done some great things. And it would probably be a nice recruiting angle to get them to say, hey, come over here and throw hooks up with us. Just saying. Um, but it's, it's there. And that's that's I haven't seen that he's been offered, but, but dude is a mess on the line. Like 
and he got a little bit of a what for to him. Just saying, just throwing it out there. But that don't be surprised. You see another FAU player or two transfer. I calculated that Tiger sunk my transfer. I, again, that's why I said speculation, irresponsible, unfounded, and unproven. But I speculated, and I was honest enough to say it was speculation. Now, in referencing to the to the transfer portal, we'll go inside the den. And look, I'm over here like y'all, like waiting to see, like, all right, coach, what you about to drop? What you about to drop? What you got? But the transfer portal to me is going to be very similar to what minor league baseball was. Not is, was. Uh, and I say that because minor league baseball, and think about it, when before we had FBF, FBS and FCS, it was one double A and one A football. You so you have single A baseball, double A baseball, triple A baseball, major league baseball. I would equate it to that. The FCS is likely to be the area where players who either don't have roster spots or don't quite fit the mold of a whatever uh, archetype player that is they're looking for goes to and if that player dominates at that level then all of a sudden the transfer portal is going to be how that player moves up and vice versa when you get a player that does not do well at the fbs level he's going to transition down to the fcs i think we we've seen multiple examples of that in the first year of the transfer portal we saw where Cushney went from alabama a&m went to florida state kind of gets lost in the shuffle and i don't know how much of that was him and how much was that was them but you see he leaves, he goes to Purdue. Purdue goes to the Big Ten Championship. I don't know how much of a party plays in that, but still, it happens. You see the opposite, though, where Jared Verse, another guy, does great at the FCS level, gets seen, goes to Florida State. I mean, you know, and then we saw the same, Isaiah Land. Isaiah Land does great at the FCS level, gets offered for F from FBS schools ends up staying. And I think that's, that's going to be the new thing. That's going to be the way that the transfer portal works. It's going to be a way that the players that do really well move up and the players that don't do as well move down. It's almost like regular, reg, like being relegated to a, to a lesser league. And now if you can go and move down to the FCS and do well, then I mean, you're not going to be able to move back up immediately, but when it's time for the pros, they already know your name. They, a good thing is a great example of that was famous tackle Goss. Like, I, I don't know if anybody else was like me, but kind of going into the season, I was like, all right, I'm hearing what they're saying about you at Florida State. Let's see what you look like here. And he is a season with all conference nominations, like national recognition. And again, whatever happened at Florida State didn't work. But you came to FAMU and you look decent. Another year of that. And what happens? Like maybe you end up getting that call when it's time for the draft. And we're starting to see like George Wilson, he was offered by FAMU. Uh, you know, Wilson was undersized defensive end, comes to Florida State from Virginia. Obviously, he's got offers from Norfolk State, but he's also got offers from FAMU. And 
man, what can be? Can you can you get this kid to commit to the orange and the green? I mean, it's a good question. And to me, I think that's what the transfer portal is going to become. It's going to become the thing that allows players to move back and forth, but it's also going to allow the FCS to serve as the minor leagues. I, I don't know any nice way of saying it, but it, like, just look at how FCS football is and compare it to minor league baseball I, or minor league sports in general. Minor league sports are regional. FCS football is regional. Like arena football, very few of y'all that don't live in areas where there is arena football care about it. I like arena football. Now there's arena football here, and I don't support them because I'm I don't support no team from Orlando but a soccer team. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I don't I don't like the Magic. I don't like the Predators. The new uh, new football team, I might give them a shot, but I, I don't I don't do any of our local teams. I don't. I like the Heat. It's my favorite basketball team. Been a Miami Heat fan since 1996. I'm not one of these LeBron people. I go all the way back, Tim Hardaway, all them jokers. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. But I like the Jacksonville Sharks. That's my favorite arena football team. They were a close team to Tallahassee. I've been in a few games. I like them. Regional. Jacksonville has a minor league baseball team, the Jumbo Shrimp. I, I don't, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but I'm a Rays fan. Again, baseball is very regional. So you're able to see that within that mindset. That's the way the FCS is probably going to work. These teams that have regional relationships with their fan bases are going to be where players who may not have gotten that shot to go to the FBS hone their skills. And after two or maybe three years, they show that I'm the best player at this level. I'm the best player in this conference. Now it's time to move to the higher level of competition. And instead of going pro, you go to the FBS. And in, in an era and time where you now have these collectives and these programs, these NILs, excuse me, now it's feasible. It's not just that these students are coming to college and they're playing at FAMU and FSU and whatever, whatever, and I'm just going to transfer and get nothing. No, you come to FAMU, you have two great years, all of a sudden – the, the the FSU, the battle group, they, they see you. Like, all of a sudden, that collective sees you, and they're like, yeah, I mean, I know family's great. We love them. We support them, whatever, whatever. And I don't, I don't know how much Norvell would really poach from Simmons like that. I'm not saying I trust that he won't. I'm just saying I don't know. But I'm just, I'm just going to point out, you start looking over here and saying that we have a collective. And we can pay you thirty, forty thousand dollars, and you transfer, and we have these facilities. Man, look, it's a no-brainer. These these guys are gonna start going from the minor leagues where you're riding in buses. You know the budget is a lot smaller to the major leagues, where the budget is larger. You have better facilities, better equipment, and while it hurts as a rational person to state that the level of play at which your university's at is the minor leagues. The realization is it is what it is. The FCS as a whole is the minor leagues. The FBS is AAA. 
you can call it the major leagues if you want to dumb it if you want to dumb it down for the lame for the everyday person the fbs is the major leagues but if we're going to be honest with it the fcs is like single a baseball maybe double a the fbs is triple a the nfl is still the major leagues it is what it is and what we have to do as a program and a university is find a way to make our minor league as attractive as possible because unless you're going to increase enrollment increase stadium size and do all these different things that and generate more revenue you're not going to be able to move up to triple a level you're going to be a single a double a team and i would argue hbcus are single a programs if not damn near summer league like i'm just saying like look at the budget look at the way we operate look at the way we do things it's it's really low level minor league sports but that being stated, it doesn't mean that we can't do major league things and we can't find new ways of creating revenue. I, I, I don't know if you watch the Savannah Bananas thing that they're doing up there. They're creating their own thing. They're finding their own ways. And now all of a sudden they've gone from having their own niche audience to having something that is a money-making niche. And I think as the HBCUs continue to grow and continue to prosper, that's something we have to do. If your band comes to town, you need to have a battle of the bands. Invite the high school bands, invite the locals, charge them $10, $15 a head, put it in, in the basketball arena at whatever school you're at. It makes money. Now, can you do that to where it's big enough to make money to pay for the band to get there? Can you, can you get sponsors to sponsor it? Because you have your niche. You have your thing that black and white people know you for like let, let, let's not tell let's not let's not tell a lie white people know about these bands i my first teaching job was at jones high school and it wasn't i was told by the black people how great jones was but i had a co-worker white lady sat up there and said oh jones man that band is amazing i didn't go to jones but everybody talks about how great the band is like but I had not set foot on campus. And that, that was the word I got. People do the same thing about the 100. They do the same thing about Howard's band. Whatever band is local to you, if you're in South Carolina, they're talking about the 101. That's something now as a single A, double A program, you have to include in the package. Because you already get that included in your ticket package. If you get a football ticket, it comes with the band. But what is something that we can do to offer a band package, a something supplemental that speaks to our niche and what we're really good at to create revenue. So again, I, I will contend this is the calm before we get into the craziness of the transfer portal. And some coaches are going to have to learn the hard way at the FCS level. The portal is going to be the difference maker. At the FBS level, the teams winning championships, by and large, are not doing it with players from the portal. And, and that, that's not something I found out myself. I'm not going to lie. I kind of noticed it, but I'll give credit where credit is due. Y'all know if I steal from somebody, I'm not going to steal and not at least leave receipts. I stole that from Bud Elliott. I listen to No Cash, listening to the uh, On3 podcast. I'm like, I didn't think about that fully like that. 
but it was true. The teams that are your best three or four teams in the nation, yeah, those are homegrown talents. And they're just shuffling them in and out. And the players that can't cut it, they cut them, and they go to other schools. So at, at this point, we have to figure out before somebody else really, truly figures out how to work this transfer portal, how to work it. I think family's done pretty well so far. I'm just going to say, I think we figured something out. I think Jackson State had the stick, but they also had the coach. Not saying that Willie ain't the coach, because I've said it once, said it twice. You you put me in an in-game situation. I'm taking Simmons. I think we saw that last night. I'm just saying. In-game, Jackson State's management was terrible. Even Coach Simmons was like, what is this? And I think that was him being as nice as he could be in the moment and still saying something because I'm pretty sure it was like, what the F is this? What are you doing? You had timeouts. Why are you spiking the ball? What are you? I, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of that next-level coaching thinking, like what the heck is going on? But transfer portal is going to be the way, and it's going to make some people some money. And we're, we're going to see how many students JSU keeps. But I'll be honest, I, I mean, some of those guys are graduating. My guy's graduating, so I mean, hey, I, I'm, I'm I'm happy for him, but I, I'm not concerned about them. My concern is FAMU. And in this time, we have to continue to get offensive linemen that are going to keep our quarterback upright and that are going to allow us to have depth. We have a running back. We have a running back room. Receiver-wise, we have receivers that didn't play last year. Are they going to play? We have a quarterback who did not play. What's up? Is he is he eligible? Is he not eligible? What's up? Like, we got enough to take care of at home to not worry about those other teams. So, um, you know, that being said, y'all, that's my time. I'm over. Um, I'm going to give a shout out. NCCU, congratulations. They did win the Celebration Bowl. As you notice, I didn't talk about it. I, I If you follow my personal page on Twitter, um, you don't have to. There's not a lot on there. Um, but that's where I just, if I'm going to say it with my chest, I say it there. Um, but I was honest. I, I thought I had Jackson by 20. I was wrong. And so um, NCCU, congratulations. You won a celebration bowl. You proved me and a lot of other folks wrong. And you and you made some people's pocketbooks a little bit lighter. I'm not one of them because I don't gamble like that. Um, but <laughs> I do play, uh, I did I did play the uh underdog fantasy today, though. So they are one of the sponsors for the FQ Family Twitter page. And I played with, I played a board there. We're going to see. I was in the money last time I checked, and that was before the Cowboys had an epic collapse. So we'll see if I'm still in the money. Uh, but as always, y'all, thank y'all for the show. This music next is starting to hit. Um, but always, big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. This is home. Thank y'all. Herb. Man, look, there's a lot of them. Adam, thank y'all so much just for supporting, uh, being with a person who, man, it's been about a year. Uh, it's almost a year to the date since I started. Just give me a chance, and uh, we're going to make this bigger and better. We're going to get the website back going. Uh, that's something that, on my end, I, I've been working on several things, so going to get that going. Also, big shout-out to CableBustersTV.com. Thank you all for being my first and title sponsor of the show. We'll see we'll talk about next year, see what you all going to do. And also, shout-out to 
everyone who's helped this year. It has been a great year. And y'all, let's get ready for National Signing Day, early signing day. We have at least three Rattlers. One is going to be in Cape Coral, uh, Somerset. Uh, there's another potential Rattler in Tallahassee. I mean, it's we got it. It's not going to be crazy. I'm not going to sell y'all wolf tickets, but fam, you has a potential in on early signing day to sign maybe five, which that's a good number considering your FCS. I mean, it's to, to get five or 10 players that allows the coaches to go out there and say, Oh, I know what I need. So I'm excited for it. I look forward to talking. maybe seeing if I can pull a little bit of their film. Um, and seeing if we can get that going. So, as always, y'all, big shout-outs. Thank y'all. And as always, always, this thing's up. And before Plastic, Merry Chroma!